Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. This is the podcast where Angela and I are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. We've been with you now for 19 seasons, four years of homemade focused effort. Homemade focused homemade, effort. Homemaking. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Imperfect homemaking Imperfect. effort. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't change the name of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Imperfect chic. Here's how a recent phenomenon. <laughs> two moms blew open the podcast stratosphere <laughs> with their very interesting name of Imperfect Chic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Some days I most days I feel imperfect chic. Oh my gosh, Angela. Oh my I don't I don't really it's know. Just, Every day I'm just like those memes. Every day I'm the meme. You know, the, there's a, was a really funny one a few years ago about like, you know, starting off without any makeup in the morning and you're like, oh, I look really good. My skin looks mm-hmm. good. And like by the end of the day, you look like a Victorian street urchin who's going to die of scurvy or something like that. Really funny. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, dang, girl, your skin looks good without makeup. And then... <laughs> I see a picture of myself. I'm like, you look like an albino yep. rat. Could you just please put on some mascara? Yep. And and then there's the other one about like um, having your hair pulled back in a ponytail, like a chignon. Like I like to wear mine like classic at the base of my neck and like feeling all chic. But you just end up looking like some vagrant from the Revolutionary War. You know, like, that just, one made me laugh so that one hard. Is so beautiful. Because like you think, oh, I look really good. And then you catch a side profile and your chin is like down to your nipples. And <laughs> it's really, it's really bad. My really favorite ones of those are cheek. where the woman starts where she's, yeah, she'll put her hair in a high ponytail or something mm-hmm. and then it'll turn into her a husband. So when she catches herself, like, looking in the mirror at JCPenney's or something, it's actually her husband. And the two shall become one. Yeah. It's not a good look. Actually, I like to write myself reminders. Okay. And I have written myself many reminders over the years. One is that you do not look good with bangs. So you need to just let Note that ship self. sail. Second. Get that ship out of the harbor. Don't let it in. <laughs> Keep the I blockade. also have a gigantic <laughs> head. <laughs> like you do? It's very large. I wear a seven and a half circumference. Okay. In context, okay. Stuart wears like a six and a half. He has okay. a teeny tiny head. And so I wrote myself a note. Every time I've cut my hair short, it just looks like it looks like a tomato on a toothpick, you know? And Shit. you're like, that's not a good look for you. It's not a good look for you. Do not cut your when hair short. I, I don't think I've ever known you with short hair. Oh, yeah. After I had Juliet, I hacked it off in this like I mean, when we first met, bob. it was kind of like yeah. red and it was here. Okay. Yeah. I never anyway. noticed that you have a big head. My third thing is you got to wear makeup. <laughs> I, we're, like We're just at the stage of life where I'm sorry if you don't feel like it, but God yeah. forbid one of your children get hurt. And you need to like go to the emergency room and end up spending time there. This has happened before. And the time it did happen, I was dressed for Christmas Eve service. So I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So I, I, you know, you're confident. You're feeling good. You're like, let's go. Mm -hmm. You need me to hold them down to get stitches? Fine. (laughs) I don't want to show up like looking like a gremlin. Got some pride. Um. I can't believe I'm going to say this over 
over the air, but I have the reputation of being like the good looking mom at the fire station. Just saying. <laughs> and so when Amelie cut her finger open a few weeks ago and we had to go to the fire station to have the paramedics look at it because we live like 45 minutes away from a hospital, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I was looking very good. Like, I'm not, I'm not her. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I'm not the one you think I am. I'm not the well, one you think I am. Well, speaking of good looking, speaking of oh. good looking, I, you guys, <laughs> I shaved my legs for the first time, I'm pretty sure since autumn last week. Did, did you do and the whole January thing? Not on purpose. <laughs> just happened. So Stuart I think and we should I give a bed. backstory as to why I'm so giggly. <laughs> okay, you tell the story of you and Stuart in bed okay. again. So Stuart and, and we'll I are in bed. <laughs> My bare leg rubs on him. He's like, oh, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'll never let it happen again. You guys I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Wait, because it was because, smooth? Because he took note. Yeah. And he was like, ooh, that's nice. That is the opposite of what I've been enjoying lately. The Sasquatch like, I've been sharing a bed with since the harvest. September. Okay, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm so punchy. When we were setting up for the show, excuse me, hot mic. When we were setting up for the show, something was going on with Shay's audio. And as usual, she blamed it on me, but it turned out to be her. And her voice was like two whole steps below what it should be. So she was like, I haven't shaved my legs since the fall. And I, it was too much. I lost it. I probably laughed for 10 minutes. My makeup, if you're watching on Patreon, I'm all smeared. I'm all flushed. I could not stop laughing. And so now she's telling me about her hairy legs and it's like insult to injury. And it just makes sense. So imperfect chic. <laughs> wow. I'm like a werewolf just slowly transitioning as the moon gets closer to being full. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that like January thing on on uh, Instagram, I'm like, really? So you're going to not drink wine. You're going to let your armpits and you're like, I mean, I don't really do that much with my armpits, to be real. But like, you're going to let your legs go all gross. And like, what else are we what other self-inflicted torture are <laughs> we going to issue ourselves for the I new year? Even, <laughs> I must follow the right people because my brother-in-law asked me <laughs> if I did dry January. I was like, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I do that? And he goes, because it's like a thing. Now people do it because it's a thing. I'm like, well, I didn't even know that's it was a thing. That's what I was saying last week that somebody came to me and she was really struggling. I'm like, you realize that's a made up thing. And if you need more help than dry January, you would need more help than dry January. Like, just let it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I think sometimes when people have sort of I don't want to say like a more of an obsessive mindset, but more of an addictive mindset, it can be really difficult for them to understand that that's not the same for other people. For everyone. Yeah, right? For sure. So, and I think the opposite. It's harder for me to understand somebody who has more of an addictive personality because I just don't have it. Yeah. I saw something on Instagram the other day and it was about like the non-alcohol bubblies or whatever. And it was kind of hitting on maybe that point in the day when someone wants a drink and like here's an alternative and someone in the comments was like you realize how this is in such poor taste to sort of target the person that has that trigger that goes off at a certain time of day and now you're 
offering them a substitute. Like, that's not the way we do things. It's like, oh, hmm. noted. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. <clears throat> well, okay. So conversation. anyways, happy Monday. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> if the you reality need help, is call 1-800. <laughs> don't make a joke of it. We'll get. I'm so, sorry. Don't I'm do that. Sorry. We will get in so much trouble. <laughs> she sorry. didn't mean it. She doesn't have the 1-800 number handy or else she'd give it out. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so this is Homemaker Chic, Imperfect Chic, as it were, uh, today. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the Daily Grind. The season 19 sponsor of this show is Branch Branch Basics. Basics. <laughs> I almost said something else. Holy cow. Um, this is These are the products that Shay and I are clean their, our homes with. And we do that because they are really, really clean. And so just like when we're eating or drinking wine, when we go to clean our homes, we don't want to sabotage all of our efforts that we've, all the good habits that we've developed for our families. And um, we've talked be before on the show about sort of homemakers standing at the threshold and we get to determine what comes in our home and what doesn't come in our home, whether that's entertainment or food or toxins in this case. And so these are the beautiful products that we clean our home with. And to celebrate this season 19 sponsorship, you can get 15% off, 15% mm -hmm. off a starter kit. You can choose glass bottles like I have. Plastic mm -hmm. bottles comes with a full bottle of concentrate. And you're literally going to be able to make bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle of cleaning products for your home. Everything from all purpose to glass and mirror. And you can do that safely and effectively mm -hmm. by visiting uh help me out links.branchbasics.com forward slash homemaker chic i'm just here for there support ladies thank and you and by the way use the concentrate and use the powder as your laundry detergent it's yes. so incredibly clean but it really does work <laughs> well on stains on everyday laundry so that you can just cross that off your list you don't need to be worried about Finding a clean brand, one that doesn't, you know, get your skin all agitated with fragrances, etc. So it's just, it's so handy to bring in one product that you can use for so many things from hand soap to laundry to floor cleaner to upholstery cleaner. It's just incredibly versatile, incredibly clean. Yeah. So. And it, and it works. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. That's kind of, that's my test with like green products, natural products, whether it's makeup yeah. or skincare or cleaning. Um, it's got to work. Yep. Yes. Okay. Links dot branch basics dot com forward slash homemaker chic. 15% off. The red button over on Instagram that says clean. It will take you right there. There you go. Okay, Mrs. Elliot. Um, mm. Our theme for this season is uh, mind the gap. And what we mean by that is creating margin, simply put. So as the homemaker, you're not always up against the eight ball. But what we've been doing for weeks and weeks and weeks is opening the show with some thoughts from Tony's book, Bowl Full of Lemons, the complete, tell me what this title is. The complete there. book of home organization. Thank you. So what do you have for us today? I don't have it. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For the first time in 12 weeks. Well, those of you who are watching on Patreon, you'll notice I'm in my bedroom. My brother-in-law is staying in my office. He's here for a few days. So I don't, I'll have Stu bring it down to me. So we'll just, we'll 
carry on with the podcast and we'll get back to your home organization challenge tasks a little bit later on in the episode. How about? Okay. Well, um, I want to talk about, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this idea of creating margin in the context of DIY and home improvements, because we get a lot of questions about how to navigate the waters of projects over on Instagram. And I think there are things we can talk about today by way of the importance of planning, organization, taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. keeping that feeling of overwhelm at bay. I mean, there's a lot, a lot we can talk about. And I know most of our audience is probably in the middle of some project or another, be it huge or we're just cleaning mm-hmm. out the junk drawer like we talked a few weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. And you're in the thick of it now. Speaking I'm of projects, the, I'm in the thick of it. So I started my day with um, the, so we, uh, we have a boot room, which is like a big mud room and the kitchen and they're attached. There's a door separating the two and we are tiling them in terracotta. And so um, in this spirit of when you lay tile, you start in the middle of the room. I'm treating the threshold in between those two rooms as the middle point. However, as a designer, I know that my stove on the far end of the room is the focal point. And when the tile hits the stove, I don't want it to be cut in half. I want full tile up against the range because it's so beautiful. So I'm Won't laying you move your stove out. out and do it underneath? No, I have stone. Luca is on oh. stone. <clears throat> yep. So I'm laying it out to the threshold with the spacers to get an idea of where to start the line at the threshold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not sticking to anything. It's just free floating and there's homeschool students everywhere. And it's right in the middle of the room where people want food. And I can't tell you how many times today I said, don't step on the tile. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting there. <laughs> I'm just trying mm-hmm. to like blind bake this thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. come on. When are you going to so actually, when fun. are you going to start like sticking it down? Do you think, do you have a ETA? Um, I thought it would be tomorrow, but based on how crazy our day has been today, probably not, which is really disappointing. Yeah. We still have yeah. to, um, I mean, maybe, maybe Joel will work into the evening. We'll see. He's taking a yeah. nap now because <laughs> we're recording the show. So apparently it's nap time. So maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, I but- don't know about you, but projects like this, they were so much easier for me when my kids were little. Oh, you just had so much more control over. Okay, sitting, you get to sit in your high chair and eat your little snack and watch Tangled. Yeah, and that would buy me it's three true. hours. I, <laughs> I know that. I know that those that are in the trenches yeah. with the little ones in the high chair watching Tangled think the opposite. But like, trust me, enjoy it. Get everything you can done. Because <laughs> the bigger they are, the clumsier they are. The bigger they are, the hungrier they are. The bigger they are, the more accoutrement, the more like stuff they have everywhere that goes with them. They are. It's just like. It's just. And they've got their own ideas. They've got their own priorities. They've got their own friends. They've yeah. got their own social friends. things, their own activities. Oh, just already the rerouting of, okay, well, this, like, everything's, like, curing and drying, and I'm going to have to, like, create, like, a new, I'm, there's going to be, like, blue, 
you know, 3M tape everywhere, like with arrows, like during COVID, go this way, don't go that way. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. go out and around, use this door, mm-hmm. do not pass go, do not collect $200. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Those yeah. projects now take <clears throat> a lot more to prepare for. So if we're going to like take a step back and look at what goes into you know, pulling something outside of your everyday schedule off, mm-hmm. it is yeah. going to be massively affected by the stage that your family is at. And my, I envy my parents because now they're both retired. And my mom is like me, like inspiration will just strike and she'll mm-hmm. run with it. It's like, go with God, mom. And she, you know, you come to her house the next week and her whole kitchen's repainted and everything's shifted around. Because yeah. she can. She just has this ability. Ours yeah. is the opposite I, of that right now. I spent the night at my mom's last week. Um, and we were just hanging out in the living room. And I'm, I brought her the tile to show her and talking about all the tile. And they're looking around at their living room. And they're like, oh, we know. Like, as soon as you leave, we're going to start moving the furniture so we can paint. And they were really, there, was, there were lamentations, right? <laughs> I'm over like, Wow. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Just yeah. the two of you carry out pizza, a bottle of wine, loud music, some paint. See, <laughs> like, I, I miss great. those days. <laughs> like, yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, Stu doesn't, he doesn't relax the same way that I do. But before his family came for Christmas, I carved out a Saturday amongst mm-hmm. chaos to put on loud music get takeout pizza, open a bottle of wine and paint the kitchen ceiling. And I said, you don't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, For yeah. me, this is pleasure. Yeah. Not in the sense that to it's be not able work. To have it's t- labor, like, but it's yeah, like- Yeah, oh, it's work. Yeah. I want this done. It looks beautiful. It's part of caring for my home. And I, and I want to have the space to do it. And I think, I mean, that's a great starting off point. Like mm-hmm. some of us actually- desire doing these sorts of things in our home. Even if it's just like washing your rugs in the spring or getting your windows Mm -hmm. cleaned or putting up some new curtains in your living room, it could be small things. Some of Mm -hmm. us actually derive a lot of pleasure from these things. Yeah, for sure. It can be really small. We have a a dark navy blue bathroom and I don't know what the my people spray on it. I don't know what white substance conditioner or whatever is going all over the walls, like behind the sink and stuff. But just the other day, I like took a sponge and like wiped the walls down. And like you do, you take, it really is pleasurable for me to take care of my home. And so when I get to do a project, that's like taking care on steroids. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Um, I, I think, we, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that you know, we've gone through stages with the babies, especially the way it worked out for our family. When our kids were babies, we were doing these pretty massive projects in our home. You were. Everything yeah, was DIY, were. except mm-hmm. for when my brother-in-law, Jeremy, came. Um, but other than that, it was just us figuring it out. It was so messy. It was so hard. And we kind of got our fill of that. Like, I really do enjoy... DIY. I really do enjoy home projects. I enjoy things like painting, sort of, you know, I enjoy the pleasure that they bring to the space, that transformation. Mm -hmm. 
But mm-hmm. now it's very much changed to, I would like to just take care of these things. I would really right. like to take care of them well. So instead of redoing this whole thing, I would just like to go through, patch any new holes, touch up some trim paint where it's got chipped off, maybe mm. get a new rug and call it a day. Just because yeah. we are so in the thick of it now that we have to give so much more attention to the kids i mean homeschooling y'all no joke between the homeschooling and it the is driving no joke. it's wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's incredibly yeah wow it's consumptive yeah. yeah yeah so maybe we're talking about creating space so for starters i guess before you even attempt the project i do think it is good. And I say this as somebody who has made this decision wrong more times than I can count. It's actually good to get on the same page with your family or your roommates mm-hmm. or your parents or whatever your living situation is. And actually make sure that this is the right project for right now. Before yeah, you even it's... jump. Yeah, for sure. And I think just even as. Like before that, just deciding with yourself or with your spouse or whoever you're doing the project, like what is, if we're going to create margin, even before going into this, like what does margin mean for us going into this? Because it's not going to go as planned. So like in the context of DIY and home improvement, um, does that mean extra time, extra resources? Like how will we handle Mm -hmm. unexpected challenges? How are we going to like maintain flow? You know, it's not like you can just put your life on hold. The errands still have to get done. The food still has to get made. Companies, excuse me, companies still going to stop by. Sort of like even defining what, what is the gap? How, what is it before we even worry about creating it? What is it? And then what are the, what are the um, places that we could get caught up? You know, like where, where could it go wrong? underestimating the finances, underestimating how long it's going to take, underestimating half of the house coming down with the stomach flu, you know, mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. looking out. And and coupled with what you just said, is this the right project for this time right now? Mm-hmm. You know, like for what we're going through, like I'm leaving for Paris on another tour in eight weeks. No pressure. And eight weeks might sound like a lot. Um but in the sorry, I just had some huge pop up come up on my window. Um, in in the timeline of doing something like this, where you're taking out floors and putting down a subfloor and waiting for Lowe's to deliver product so you can keep working, you know, what is the timeline? How long is it going to take? Where should we plop um, this particular project or this rehab or whatever in on our family year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, actually, to define what the goal is. What is the mm-hmm. margin before you get started? Definitely after our season, our decade of projects, mm-hmm. for us, the margin became time. Like we need to find a way to create time, pockets of time for pleasurable, relaxing things. Because when you're in the middle of a project, a big project, or 
you know, whatever it may be, maybe you're starting your first new garden this year, or maybe you're mm-hmm. needing to like completely redo your home's finances, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You get to the point where it can really consume all the pieces. You got to get through it. You just ha- there's mm-hmm. there's no skirting around it. You have to just plow through it, and then you re- you get out at the end. It can be pretty tiring, yeah. and especially if it goes on for a long time. Depending what it is, mm-hmm. you can actually get acclimated to that level of activity. Yeah. Where you almost have to unlearn that panic mm-hmm. mode. So if we're talking about creating margin, creating space, you really do have to get your heart in the right posture to say, look, maybe I've talked with my husband and we've agreed that we need to have a little bit more space in the budget or whatever it is, more time together as a family, less activities mm-hmm. on the calendar. Okay, like Angela said, whatever that margin looks like. But then you kind of have to be committed to changing your heart to actually fit that goal. Are you following what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I I mean, for me, like there's a, a good portion of me that has to go on autopilot. Kind of like, don't think about it now, think about it later. Like you're, I can't. I have to just like plow through and get it done, mm-hmm. you know, mentally. And I can't, I can't take into consideration all the things that I might take into consideration on a normal day because mm-hmm. it's too much. Mm-hmm. And that is actually one of the things that's, you know, upon remembering, upon reflection, that's one of the things that's easier about like big stuff with small kids because mm-hmm. there's less to take into consideration. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Very much yeah. so. Mm-hmm. And we, like they didn't sign up for it. Oh, yeah. It's easy as a husband and wife to go like, oh, we're in it. We're going to get up. We're going to just put our grubs on and just hunker down and get it done. 40 trips to Lowe's in one weekend because we never have what we need. Big deal. We're doing this. You know, that's a lot different when you're strapping three kids into car seats and boosters and mm-hmm. I'm hungry. Get a poop. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We hired, um, Angela knows this, so I'm telling you guys, you listeners, but we hired a business manager last year when we were just spent, you know, we've been doing Mm -hmm. this now for 13 years on our own, completely on our own. And you don't realize sometimes the pace that you're going or what that's taking from you, what it's costing you, all these little sort of like things like it's almost like living in your body right you know what pains you have or mm-hmm. what tendencies your body has and you just get used to it you literally yeah, get like used to it the pain when somebody <laughs> says are you stressed you're like i don't think so don't this think is my so. version of normal right yeah this is my normal and it this feels is my normal, normal. Mm-hmm. and that's survival technique i think especially for homemakers and for moms because you have to that is survival mode where mm-hmm. You don't have the time or the space to think, how do I really feel about this? Because it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You got to just get through it. Hmm. And so we hire this business manager and he comes in and he basically like, 
it was a full demo, okay, of just all the unsexy back pieces of running a business. Yeah, it wasn't demo day. It was like demo 45 days. Like four to five months. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this was not a fast episode of Fixer Upper. So what I'm finding now is that there are systems in place, there's frameworks in Mm -hmm. place so that we're not constantly putting out fires. A lot Mm -hmm. of these things now are taken care of. And I find myself still panicking. I'll take a weekend off of Instagram and I'll be like, oh, I'll get on Monday and be like, gosh, I haven't worked in forever. The business is going to fail. <laughs> what am I even doing? I don't mm-hmm. deserve this. And then I have to remind myself, no, you need to chill out. Like you, you need to rewire your brain. The space mm-hmm. now has been created. You need to accept it. And and then also, like, what are you going to put there instead? Yeah. Because nature hates a vacuum, right? So. Or loves it. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love it. Yeah. Another perfect example of this. I did rearrange my living room because you know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Got done being sick a few days in bed. So I came up, rearranged the like post winter living room. It was disgusting. My family will not stay out of this room now. They love it. It's like they're saying it for the first time and all I did was move the couches around. But it it draws things in, right? You create space, things are yeah. drawn to it. Mm-hmm. So I guess my point in that is you are kind of working against multiple forces. You're working against yourself and the way you're already like pre-wired to, to operate. And you're and you're working against the fact that, look, you might create an extra half an hour for yourself at night. If you don't fill it with something good, you're going to scroll YouTube and you're going to mm-hmm. completely waste it. It's going to be filled with yeah. nonsense. Yeah. So, we'll get, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So set so, the framework. Set the so framework. It, in, fre- in setting the framework, so let's talk about like planning and preparation. And again, this is if you're like refinishing a dresser or building a basement dream bedroom like we see there with Miss Mrs. Elliot there. Four years um, in the making. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep on this air mattress in the living room <laughs> one more night. <laughs> My washing machine can no longer drain onto the open basement floor. I can't take it. <laughs> Good times. So, so obviously, um, things, you know, basics, thorough planning mm-hmm. before a DIY project. And I think the calendar, like sort of like the grand scope of the household is really important. You know, if your son's in Little League and you know he's going to go to the playoffs that's probably not the best season for you to do a big project. You know, for for us in our house, um, we've always kind of formulated everything we do around the garden, and now we're formulating it around the garden and Paris. And I've got Paris lined up with the garden. So that's how our, like, annual schedule <laughs> works for us. Um, but I think it's important to have, like, realistic talk, like, over communicate mm-hmm. <laughs> you know realistic timelines budgets researching materials you know and that's i tend to be like the mouse clicker i'm 
I can just click, 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 click and take in a lot. And even just delegation, like I've learned to just send Joel, Google this word and see what you find. See who's selling it. See how long it would take to get here. What are the best options? What are the most, like right now I'm looking at the um, sealer for the floor. So what is the least toxic option for us? Uh, I almost, I thought I had one in the bag the other day and then I was talking to this older gentleman on the phone and he was describing sort of his old fashioned methods of sealing terracotta. And he said, you know, the binder, the solvent in this product is naphtha. And I was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah, lots of be prepared to, even before you start to if there's a lot of like legwork and research involved, it's I think it's good to have a calendar. Get a big one and block it off, you know? Yeah. Even for a small thing like redo redoing a dresser, there's nothing more sad than getting up on Saturday morning, knowing you've timed block off mm -hmm. for this. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I don't have a I don't have a paintbrush. Right. It's so But I was just in town three days ago and I could have gone to Ace Hardware and gotten a new paintbrush. Or we just placed an Amazon order. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking. Okay. What? You forgot a paintbrush? No, <laughs> my, as, my Azure order is due while we're recording the show. Just talk. So I'm going to just... <laughs> wow. Create margin. Em oh, I have two hours. I have two hours. Oh, we're good. We do it. All right. <laughs> Speaking of that, why don't we take a break, say thank you to our uh, sponsors of the show, and we are going to pick up this great conversation on creating margin for DIY and rehab in a minute. Is your linen closet ready for life? Do you need extra towels, sheets, blankets, pillows? You know, extra linens for when life happens? What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and homes in American Blossom Linens, and you can too. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and can stand up to our lifestyle. Our theme this season is Mind the Gap. So give yourself some extra wiggle room with extra pillows, towels, duvet covers, and more from AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. That's AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Get 20% off by using the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 at checkout. Gardeners, listen up. We want you to save on your garden seeds this year. So visit HomemakerChicPodcast.com forward slash survival garden seeds and use the code HomemakerGarden for 10% off the big three kits, the Home Garden Collection, Homesteader Collection, or Farmer Collection. Survival garden seeds are on a mission to help teach you self-reliance through gardening. Look, a lot of us are gardeners here, which means a lot of us are going to be buying seeds for the coming growing season. Why not buy seeds that are guaranteed to grow anywhere in the United States and guaranteed to be non-GMO heirloom seeds? Survival Garden Seeds will even teach you how to collect every single variety of seed on the back of the packet. This is a fabulous family-run company that has built a huge resource for us gardeners and it also is the seeds that Angela and I use in our garden. Don't just shop their prepackaged kits, use their growing guides, learn how to save seeds, read the blog. There's lots of information there for you. HomemakerChicPodcast.com forward slash survival garden seeds and use code homemakergarden for 10% off 
one of their most popular Big Three Seed collections. If we are minding the gap, that means we are being prepared. And I want you to prepare future you for beautiful, sexy skin. And you can do that using luxurious natural skincare from Tubes & Co. Treat your skin today, enjoy the results today and in the future. Use the code HMC10 for 10% off Tubes' natural commitment means that you are using ingredients like cold-pressed olive oil, organic grass-fed tallow. Emily Toops is the founder, and she has made all of her products without using synthetic chemicals, gross toxins and fillers, artificial colors, no artificial fragrances, of course. They are made in the USA, and all the ingredients are sustainable, fair trade. We have full transparency here, and you can know that everything is ethically sourced. Skincare products should nourish our skin without leaving hormone-disrupting toxins in the body, but don't take our word for it. Prepare to look fabulous today and in the future with Tubes & Co. Skincare. Visit tubesandco.com, shop organic skincare with the code HMC10 for a 10% discount. Okay, lest you think okay. we don't actually support our sponsors, <laughs> right? <laughs> I actually have to get my Azer order in. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of margin... Um, I went in on the Sabbath and detailed my cooler because oh. it had to get done. I know. <laughs> I got home from church. I was like, well, in between this church and the oil painting I want to do while my family's watching the Super Bowl. We're not a football family, but Joel watches one game a year and it's the Super Bowl. And he and the kids watch it on whatever they can, whether it's a phone or a smart TV or whatever, and they just shriek and holler and carry on like they're football fans, and then that's it for the whole year. <laughs> and it's hysterical. And I got to like knock out an oil painting the other day. So in between the two, I needed to clean the cooler because obviously food prep has to go really smooth during this process. So yeah, I was able to sort of get a handle on what I needed to order from Azure, but have I filled my cart yet? No. So... <laughs> <laughs> food process is everything it is I and mean, here's the thing i'm gonna you should get some sort of star in heaven for those granola bars <laughs> wait a minute before you say one more freaking thing controversial you are like saint shay saint shay in our house for the granola the oatmeal bars join my cooking community ladies Right. Do. <laughs> or become are my you... best friend and I'll just text you the recipe like I did, right, Angela. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, we've never, well, I don't eat them as much as the kids do, but they've never consumed so much peanut butter, but there are so many happy people here because of those stupid bars. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Try them with almond yeah. butter too. It's kind of a nice yeah, change. Yeah. And then like I toasted flaked what almonds. I, what so much I had, good stuff. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that that goes over well um this might be controversial but i have a very helpful husband incredibly helpful okay mm -hmm. even still even still i was sick Stu was sick the kids were fine and it just came into my mind i've been doing a lot of bible reading when i was in bed and I was just like, you know what? You just have to do more of this work. Hmm. What I mean by that is, look, no one can do things in the way that I can do them in my home. No one can no one can replace the homemaker. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stu is not the homemaker. 
of this duo. I am. Right. And that might look different for different families, but the homemaker is able to accomplish such extraordinary things, you know, from using up stuff out of the cooler so that it doesn't go to waste and like really supporting the home economy mm-hmm. to anticipating needs, you know, washing the keys, the kids' geese before jujitsu. Right. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. And I just, it just dawned on me, like, this is the way it is. There's no point in you just sitting here feeling sorry for yourself that you're sick and one of you who is sick is going to be the one that makes the food. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. And mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in any kind of a bad way, but it was just like a, you are, you're getting jewels in your crown somewhere else. Like you are planting these seeds. And I think the sooner we accept that and stop trying to find it, the better off we'll be as homemakers. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it It makes sense even in the, the tiny light of the oatmeal bars for me. It's like there's no, no they're not going to stop wanting more food. They're going to always want more food. So... You have to make more food. There's no escape. There's no escape. It. There's no yeah. escaping the work. And it's right. it is not going to stop. Right. It's just not going to stop. And also, every single di- day or every single time they eat a granola bar, they're not going to come to you and say, "Oh my gosh, mom, you took time out of your day to provide." You thought us about with your this- answer order in the middle of a podcast while yeah. you were working. You were yeah. multitasking. Yeah. Right. You anticipated (laughs) our needs and met them in such a wonderful way. Thank you for being you. (laughs) Thank you for all the ways that you provide for us and care for us that we don't see. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Food prep. Okay. So, yeah. Food prep, planning prep, um, materials, costs in like something like my case, delivery. So, I... You know, I have to make sure that when it's finally time, because Joel is doing the floor removal and I do the floor installation. So when it's time for Ange to put down tile, I better have the mortar Mm -hmm. because if I don't that day, that's a wasted day. Um, And I think also there's something to be said for taking a project and especially if you have two different personality types in the relationship or in the marriage, um, breaking it down into smaller because I'm like, what? tile yay all the things all the things you know and for my husband it's easier for him to go today I'm going to focus on can I take the wood floor out without destroying it I'm not going to think about anything else right I'm right here right now so there's that there's like relational personality differences and there's just um Maybe like, let's just use something as simple as refinishing a dresser. If you're a mom and you bought a great dresser at a garage sale and you want to strip it and you get seven hours of free time a week to yourself, then it's going to take you a month to do that dresser. So week one, you're stripping. Week two, you're sanding. Week three, you're staining. You know, week four, like, so break it down maybe into smaller, Mm -hmm. smaller bits. And for heaven's sake, write it down. Put it on your calendar so you can <laughs> have a visual of like what is happening and when. And if the kitchen is or the wherever you're working is going to be all stinky because of products you're using that day, then and you live in a nice, if you're, you know, in Tennessee or whatever, maybe then that's the day you have dinner and lunch outside. 
because it's going to be smelly fumes wafting in from the garage or whatever. You know, like think mm -hmm. about all the nuances of your project and plan around those. I have learned in doing projects that at this stage that we're at now, pretty much only Stuart or I can be doing the project at one time. So yeah. if I he, my best way to make progress on projects mm -hmm. right now is to say, here's my priority. Okay. We agree. This is the project we need to work on. We've cleared off the calendar. We've written it down. Now you go out and do it and I'll man the ship, which basically means I will make sure that this thing doesn't go completely off the rails. We still got four kids. They still mm -hmm. get in arguments. They still need to be accounted for. They need to be fed. They need to be disciplined. They need to be educated. Like, yeah. And then if I do carve out space, that means basically me cleaning up behind him and like genuinely just supporting him. What do you need? Yeah. You need a top of Chico? Top of coffee? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. There's a lot like Joel and I used to be like side by side more on projects. And now even with this one. Yeah. I'm like, it's I'm like going to close the door and you can take out the wood floors and I'm going to be in here schooling. Right. Just give a holler when you need a hot cup of coffee. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and, and I love that when you work alongside somebody for a it's long different. time, yeah. you could anticipate needs. So mm -hmm. even, even if we both can do it at the same time, I'm still just like, okay, you need the ladder moved over here. Let me move the stuff out of your way. I'll gather up all the trash. You need me to run, get a drill battery. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The the only yeah, exception to this gopher, was right. the most horrible DIY job I have ever done, which was on Saturday. Um, what did you do Saturday? I, so, so we're renovating our chicken house yeah. into our studio. Mm -hmm. Saturday was insulation day. Ew, and I don't know no. how many of you have ever hung insulation, but no it thanks. was horrible. It was my least favorite project I have ever done. But... It was one of those things where it was like, there's no way out of this. We have mm. to get through it. And we did it together. And it was, it was okay. It was all right. We did it. But I would never want to, never want to hang it again. Very unfun. No, it's not fun. That's mm -hmm. a very, very unsexy job. Mm -hmm. But I'm also always secretly scheming to get Stuart to help me with my projects. Okay. I've, I am a dreamy oh, person. I'll, I'll do projects ideas. bad just so they get fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, look at no, that bad paint job. <laughs> I'm always scheming. And so yeah. I, I've learned like if he can have a Saturday of doing a project and I've sort of cleaned up and okay, I'm making sure you're happy. What do you need? And then he comes in and there's like steaks on the grill for dinner, you know, and he's like, hey, this isn't so bad. But if he comes into just chaos, you know, and the right. kids have been on screens for seven hours and they're all disheveled and the kitchen's a wreck and there's mm -hmm. no food for supper, I'll never say yes again. <laughs> that sounds like manipulation. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be next week's episode. How to manipulate your spouse to get them to do what you want them to do. <laughs> I like to think of it as focused support. Focused support, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, materials. Okay. Materials. Yes. Um, thinking about taking care of yourself during mm -hmm. the during a project because it's easy. Look, I can go into the 
it's a zone, man. I can grind it out day after day, just roll out hair in a hanky, same mangy clothes. Just I love to work and I'm super task oriented. And so as much as I love to put my mascara on and be my earrings and be presentable for the day in some way, shape or form, it's really, really easy for me not to because I just like to keep going. I mean, mm -hmm. if I didn't have to sleep, I wouldn't. And I think it's important to still take care of yourself to avoid burnout, physical burnout, mental burnout. Um, have you ever done the types of projects where you're like in it and you just eat the most gnarly food? You look back at what you've eaten and you're like, okay, four cups of coffee, you know, yeah. a remnant of some potato chips I found in like, the bottom of my like purse. Pig, pig butchering day. <laughs> That's where you're just like, I don't know how I'm alive, but apparently. Five chocolate chips. I am. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I would just say that if you're somebody who, everybody's different, right? But if that, if taking care of yourself is important to you, don't shelve that during a pro during a project because usually those personalities where it's important to you, if you can't get that time, then that comes out during a stressful moment. So I think that just taking care of yourself. Uh, in even in the middle of something big helps you maintain a sense of dignity and a self of um, a sense of for lack of a better expression self-importance it just you're just still staying you in the middle of something really gnarly like you said mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and for smaller projects I think that can be a really nice and a fun thing. So for a lot of us, Saturdays are kind of those days. Mm -hmm. Obviously not true for everybody, but I'm just picturing, say you've marked it on your calendar, you have your project, you have your materials, you've got your supplies. How much more enjoyable will that project be when you get up and you make yourself a really nice London fog? You take the time to make a beautiful mm -hmm. omelet, you sit down, you put on some good music. Maybe you do get yourself together a little bit. Make sure you brush your teeth because, right? I'm like you. I can go full, full haggard yuck. during full a yuck. project. Yeah, full haggard. Yeah. But I don't enjoy it. I think I'm no. doing myself a favor by not getting ready. But then That's I feel very it. sloppy and But then yucky it comes out. It comes and out. It, and it comes out in the pressure points. Yeah. 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 It comes out in pressure points. Mm -hmm. Big time. So set the stage for yourself. You know, make it make it yeah. nice, whatever that project may be. What kind of projects? Like, I know the kind of projects you and I do. They're kind of similar. Like, what are the, mm -hmm. what do normal people do? I know not everyone lives the way that we live or even attacks their house the way that we do. What do, what um, do we think this looks like for normal people? I don't know because like I have you have your cooking community and I have my old world design society. So I'm surrounded by my people that are like I have one customer society member who is she just moved. She's downsized. So she's retired and she's downsized into a colonial and she's taking a razor blade. And tediously scraping the paint off an attic porcelain sink 
so she can redo this attic. And they had painted it black. So she has had lung cancer twice, cannot use solvents and things like that. So her husband, bless his heart, just keeps buying her fresh razor blades so she can scrape this sink down to its original condition. She's my hero. (laughs) You know, so I'm like surrounded by people that are like, yeah, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whether it's wallpaper or trim or normal. Okay, I think paint is normal. That's a pretty common. But what do you don't you think that the whole like TLC, like the whole like twenty years ago, trading spaces spaces. and all those shows, like don't you think that just started this sort of DIY fervor in this country, and now people just think they can do anything? That and Pinterest. (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah, but I don't think most people do. I think most people live in. I'm gonna use Angela's term here, so don't get mad at me. Beige land, <laughs> and they don't beige really land. think about it again. Yeah. Behind, besides, like picking out throw pillows that they like, right, or putting out mm-hmm. their decor that they enjoy. But I don't think that many people attack the bones of a house in the same way. Like I don't like the texture of that wall. I think I will shiplap mm-hmm. it <laughs> or mm-hmm. some you know I don't think that's that common. So when I'm I'm just know. thinking I'm just I mean, thinking about Home people... Depot on the weekends it looks like I don't know. Yeah. I wonder. I I genuinely don't know. You guys should tell us over on Instagram what home projects look like for you. I could see people changing out lighting fixtures. I could see people painting, building a deck. But see, lighting fixtures, that's like an assumption. Like, not everybody's savvy to open up electric and swap something out. I'm not. A lot of people people will hire that out. They're not going to. Okay. No, they're not doing that. Heck no. No. No, no, no. So what are they doing? If you lived in beige land, if you lived in a modern house, you didn't have like this old world style where you're trying to mm-hmm. crust things up all the time. You're trying to make it look worse to make it look better. Yeah. <laughs> what do people actually do? I think about that with yeah. like on the weekend. I'm like, look, on the weekend, we're like, let's go. We've got this wonderful little farm to take care of and mm-hmm. animals to hang out with and wine to drink and food to cook and gardens to tend to. I'm like, what do normal people do? <laughs> they go to the mall? Well, I like, think, what do they actually yeah, do? Yeah, well, that's what, see, yeah. So if you want to make me sound bad now, I mean, when I say beige land, that's what I mean. I mean, home is not HQ. You're going to the mall. You're just buying stuff to fill the void. And I like that puts mm-hmm. me on thin ice. I like to buy stuff to fill the void too. My stuff is just old, you know? <laughs> like, um, I just, yeah, it's just... Mm-hmm. Beige walls, beige sofas, no creativity, 750 cable channels. I mean, that's what I, mm-hmm. when I say beige land, I just mean like, there was a French expression I was going to say, but I'll spare mm-hmm. you. Um, like it, <laughs> I just think like, yeah, but I do know people <laughs> that live in beige land that do a lot of DIY projects. They're just beige. <laughs> <laughs> they repaint their walls. A new shade beige. of beige. A new shade yeah. of beige. Well, you mentioned wine, so let's um, cue the wine music and okay. talk about dry farm for a second. Okay. 
So, ladies, if you're listening to this Monday night and it's an appropriate time where you are, pour a glass of Dry Farm wines with us, won't you? These wines are incredible because they are so of the earth in which they are grown. So these wines are not treated with any kind of chemicals to kill off the native yeasts. They're not even pasteurized like most wine is to kill off those or native bugs. yeasts. Or bugs. Hello. Have you seen <laughs> bugs on a grapevine? Like they are alive. And you can taste that. These are the sourdoughs of the wine world. So capturing the natural yeasts that live on grape skins, pressing them, fermenting them into wine putting them into a bottle. It's as simple as that, but anyone who drinks dry farms will tell you it's as complex as that as well, because what you get from Mm. France is so different than what you get from South Africa or New Zealand or Italy. They're all different and alive and wonderful in their own ways. So you can shop for these wines, then you don't have to think about it. You will always have a beautiful wine on hand that you can feel good about drinking because there's no added chemicals or sugars or preservatives or anything of the like. So you can visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and use that link because when you place your first order, you'll get an extra bottle in your first order for just a penny. You have a wine for us, Mrs. Reed. Yeah, I went to my, so I told you I went to my mom's last weekend. She goes, bring extra pillows. I'm like, yeah, and I'm going to be Y.O.P. <laughs> because I can't wake up with an eyeball headache. So, <laughs> okay. And I did. Um, so I don't know how to say this. So this is a Cremant d'Alsace. So uh, Alsace is the region of France that, you know, historically it's on the east side of France and it would kind of vacillate between being French or German. It's where my family's from. My family uh, spoke German, not French. So this says, I don't know how to say this. I should have Googled it before uh, we hopped on. (laughs) Wunsch a Mann. So it looks like a German word and looks like two French, two last names, one German, one French. W-U-N-S-C-H. A Mann, M-A-N-N. Have you had this with like the little firework? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, it's a little overexposed. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. lovely. Yeah, so it's Alsacian sparkling white. Ooh, 60% Pinot. Holy cow, how do you say that? I love when I see... Auxerra. I don't know how to say this. I've never seen it before. A-U-X-E-R-R-O-I-S. Holy cow, I've never seen that. 60% of a grape I've never seen. 30% Pinot Blanc and 10% Pinot Gris. Gris. And it's... um under 12% uh, alcohol by volume. So it's really light. And yeah, I poured a little before the show. So it's got a really pretty color. And yeah. That's lovely. Enjoying. I like the Alsacian sparklings. I mean, I'm in love champagne, but a Cremant and Alsacian makes me happy. So Mm. there you go. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic or just click the little red button over on Instagram. Hopefully, hopefully you're following over there. So Mm -hmm love that it's almost the season for rosés okay what were we talking about okay so we were talking about just taking care of ourselves because i mean i i will say like that's my personality if i'm not caring for myself and i don't want to sound like some self-idolatrous 
person, but I'm not kidding. Like if I'm skunky and gross and I feel like I'm backed into a corner if things aren't going right or whatever, it's it's not going to go well. I do better if I'm taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Know thyself. Um, so we're talking about just like that self-care being like essential to like overall the vibe of the project, you mm-hmm. know? And it's just like my husband takes naps. It's like when he hits a wall, I'm going to take a 20-minute power nap. Done. Get up. Go back to work. Mm-hmm. Taking care of yourself is is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think if we're like trying to create margins and mind the gap, then, you know, managing expectations and being flexible, especially as homemakers, is really, really important because it's not just us. It's not just us taking care of ourselves. I don't like either of those things. I know. Killjoy. <laughs> I like, and I am married to someone who's constantly telling me to manage my expectations. And same. Sometimes he's right. Most of the time he's wrong. No, I'm just, no. I'm just like, Stuart's I always like, right. He I is. like to get it done. And, but he'll say, like, I don't know what you think we're going to get done today, but here's the reality check. Mm-hmm. I have to take Amelie to band and then I have to go get hay. Mm-hmm. And then there's something sitting in the P.O. box. Mm-hmm. And then we're out of this for the job. So I need to go get this. And so, like, just, just know we're not starting at 7.59 and coming up for air at 4.58, you know? Yeah. <gasps> Those days where you can do that are money. Oh, those are I hot. Love them. I love them. I like that, but those are children days, Shay. Yes, those are when they're small, and you're yeah. like, "I'll be right back. I'm gonna go put the baby down for a nap." And and every yeah. once in a while, if the stars align, Jupiter is in alignment with. <laughs> Every once Neptune. in a while, like yeah. let's say we're throwing down outside doing something, and the kids mm. will just come out and they'll just dink around. They'll go in and make sandwiches for lunch, and then come back out yeah. and dink around. And you realize, oh, we've been out here laboring for eight hours. Okay, let's go back inside, get this train back on the rails. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, that happens, but it's pretty yeah. rare. Uh. Is Georgia of the age yet where she'll come out and say, I just, I went ahead and made lunch for the boys, for the kids. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yes. The kids are self-sufficient now, which is, mm-hmm. which is massive. And it is. Yeah. What I've learned, like you mentioned earlier, over communication. Hey, we're going to be working on this project today. Um, you guys need to fend for yourselves. There's granola, hard-boiled eggs, whatever for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think we talked about this maybe last week or the week before, but I've given them zones. And it's like, I just say, man your zone. And that means you go to the room that mom's assigned you and you mm-hmm. clean it the way that mom has shown you to clean it. I don't, at this point, I'm not having them vacuum the floors or mop. They mm-hmm. can help me with those things when I need them. But man in your zone just means, look, go put all the stuff away. Bring all the dishes into the kitchen, flush mm-hmm. the toilet, hang up the what? coats, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. put it, just put it in order. Mm-hmm. And they're, so they're very capable of doing those things. What, what pulls us more than those things at this stage is, hey, we got to run this kid in for science fair or whatever, mm-hmm. piano recital. It's you know, lot. it's like the extracurriculars it's, away from home. Yeah. That are that are really hard. 
Yes. I have one. I'm like, could you just get your driver's license mm-hmm. already? Mm-hmm. She should have it by now, but it's not a priority. I'm like, well, it just needs to be a priority. <laughs> I need it to be. <laughs> I had this conversation with George's yeah. friend the other day who she's going to turn 15 in April. And mm-hmm. I said, do your mom a favor. Get your license. Mm-hmm. Get your license. Do do the work. Enroll in driver's ed. Get your license. Like she just help her out. Help her out. I'm telling Georgia the same. Why? When I was a teenager. I don't know, Shay. I don't, I don't know. understand this culture. It was like the second I turned 16. I had already taken yeah. the test. You could take it a week prior. I'm like, I'm there. And so that when I turned 16, all I had to yeah. do was go get my license printed and I could drive. But if kids are yeah, not I, like that now. They're not. I wasn't that way because I moved to Chicago and my dad's like, you're going to learn how to drive. I could, I've been driving since I was 12. So my dad would mm-hmm. let me drive starting at 12 in town, like <laughs> shocking. Um, But then like making it official right before mm-hmm. I turned 16, we were, it looked like we were going to move to Chicago and he's like, yeah, you're not doing that. You're going to learn how to do it with the lunatics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm actually really grateful for that. And I don't remember really being upset. Mm-hmm. I think I had no chance at getting a car. There was no money for a car. There was no nothing like that. I don't remember being disappointed. All my friends drove. When did you get I your g- license then? How old I, were you? Then I, I got it like at 17 after okay. we lived in the city. You know, like, so I learned how to drive. Now, even now, when I go to Chicago and and you're like sometimes you're just like one lane is merging over three to get off on a ramp and it floors me I think how do people visit here Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being from podunk nowhere and visiting this area I would have a heart attack Mm -hmm. you know I'm actually really grateful like I I can do it yeah I can drive in the city I can drive on all the big expressways nine miles nine lanes of traffic and it doesn't yeah. I had an um, older boyfriend who, you know, he drove. So it was like, okay. and looking back, you know, your kids are going to be this way too. My kids are this way. They're so who they are, like out mm-hmm. of the womb. You're just like, right. <laughs> I don't want to say it's the luck of the draw, but like this full human with this full personality comes out of your womb a certain way. And even mm-hmm. though they change and evolve, they have very similar tendencies through their whole life. Very similar personality traits. I came out just painfully stubborn and independent. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as I could, I wanted all the independence I could have. So I was like driving was a huge representation of that. Mm. You know, it was a big reason why I did running start in high school. I was just going to say you graduated early. Yeah, and, it was yeah. like just yeah. independent, went to college, you know, it wasn't like this big sad thing. It was like, here we go. Just mm-hmm. this desire to do things independently. Georgia tells me okay. I should wear a button that says does not play well with others. <laughs> so people oh. know what they're getting into. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be I, I could I could wear that. All right, we're finishing up uh, talking about creating margin here, but let's take a quick break. Say thank you to the sponsors of Homemaker Chic Podcast. Please take a few moments to listen and support these wonderful companies that support this podcast. Let's be blunt. We think everyone can benefit from doing their monthly shopping with Azure Standard. 
Right now, we want you to visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash A-Z-U-R-E, Azure, and get shopping by finding a drop point near you or even signing up to head up your own. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based, whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. This is how I grocery shop every month for items that we need. To give you an idea, my order usually includes bulk grains and flours, dried lentils and beans and peas, butter, cheese, and other dairy products, specialty grocery items like soy sauce, dried herbs, spice blends, teas, glass gallon jars. This is where I get it all. But you don't have to order huge amounts. They offer bulk items and small items, your choice. We encourage you to visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash Azer. Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen well, from plant starts in the spring to fresh produce to baking supplies to everything in between. Azer has exceptional offerings and the price and selection are on point. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order by using the code HC10. This promotion expires April 30th, 2024, and is only available to first-time Azure customers with a minimum $100 order or more to a drop location, one-time use per customer. Visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash Azure and get shopping. Tubes & Co. will supply you with everything you need for non-toxic skincare, but did you know that they'll also supply all your makeup needs? Standard makeup is filled with harsh preservatives and chemicals, but not Tubes & Co. You can use code HMC10 for 10% off and shop Emily's Perfect Formulas for liquid foundations, concealers, mineral makeup, natural blush, creamy cheek tints, luminizers and bronzers, all made without any chemicals, artificial fragrances, or preservatives. For each piece of makeup you shop, whether it's the long lash mascara, eyeshadow, or eyebrow pencils, you can view an entire list of all the ingredients included right on the product page. Emily is transparent and open about all the ingredients included, and she should be proud of this work. This is an incredible, clean makeup line that you can feel good about using and that works wonderfully. Visit tubesandco.com and use code HMC10 for 10% off your natural makeup purchase with Tubes & Co. Homemaker Chic listeners, you hear me talk all the time about how much I love interior design. I want to help you become your home's very best interior designer. If you want to take your passions and create a tasteful, well-designed home using interior design elements and principles that withstand all those decorating trends, then I want you to join my Old World Design Society today, and I'm treating you to a free week so you can see what it's like. Not everyone can afford an interior designer, but with the society, you're going to be part of a private forum of people just like you who are posting their projects, questions, ideas. Every week, I issue a design challenge to help you stretch your creativity. We meet for coffee every Friday morning, and once a month, you can send me all all your design questions and your photographs, whatever you're working on, and I'm going to answer those during a live design Q&A call. If you're tired of pinning, if you're tired of scrolling, and you want to make friends and be a part of a group that actually encourages the application of ideas, this private group is just for you. Let me treat you to a free week. Click the red circle that says design over on our Instagram page, or scroll down in these show notes, click the link, and become a part of the society today. All right. What else you got for us? Well, I just think it's really important. You know, if you're if you're going to go into something, anything, 
any project with this idea of minding the gap of creating margin. It's to it's to be flexible. And I'm not saying lay down your ideals, lay down your goals. You know, I'm a planner. I'm a, you know, plan your work and work your plan kind of a girl. Mm-hmm. But you you have to be, there has to be some room for contingency and unforeseen challenges and things go wrong because it will happen. <laughs> Especially if electrical or plumbing are involved, I'm going to need you to at least plan for three times longer than you think it's going to take. Plumbing especially. Plumbing especially. Plumbing's a doozy. I mean, we've done, we've dug out holes in our backyard for pipes that are clogged underground. I mean, like, oh, yeah, plumbing is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think it's, you know, being ready on the night where there's no running water because you're doing X, Y, Z, then thank goodness you have a stack of paper plates and a casserole baked in tinfoil, mm-hmm. you know, something. Mm-hmm. And that, and you did that a long time ago when you planned the whole project because you were working to mine the gap. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's mm-hmm. just no. <laughs> just, just no. I remember when we did our bathroom. At this time, we had one bathroom. It was a five by eight bathroom. We had had to rent a porta potty. In order to renovate this bathroom. Okay. Because we only had one toilet. Where were you going to go? I was Mm -hmm. so desperate to have it finished. And Mm -hmm. we had hooked up our bathtub shower thing. And it was just, it just wasn't working. It was just leaking. And it was so frustrating. Tight spaces. You know, you're trying to do all the stuff you don't know how to do. And Stuart finally was like, I got to take a break. Like he was just, Mm -hmm. he was done. And I went in there and I was just like, it's me versus you. And I will be victorious. And I, plumber's tape, plumber's putty. I was going to say you and the plumber's tape. I was (laughs) just like, you will not leak. You will work. I will get this pipe connected. And and it did work. It doesn't always Mm -hmm. go that way. But in this particular instance, it did. And it was just like, I cannot go down. With this ship, like we have, you know, it was just sheer adrenaline of wanting Mm -hmm. it done so bad. And I'll tell you, that is what motivates me for projects. Like when, when I, as like the designer of my home, Mm -hmm. get to finally like move the pieces or if let's say you're redoing a dresser, when you finally get to like put the books on top with the candle and the little old scale or whatever, I Mm -hmm. live for that moment. I live. That's what I was reminding myself of all day on Saturday, hanging this insulation. I was like, girl, you're going to get to paint this. You're going to get to paint mm-hmm. it and you're going to get to decorate it. And it's going to be so worth it. Yeah. Like focus sure. on the finish. Focus, like keep that goal in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I, th- I think too, when you, I guess if we're talking about creating space, mm-hmm. I think it is good to to focus on the finish because that's where a lot of the joy is right like so if we can keep our mind sort of keeping it on the main thing like this is the goal this is why it does kind of maybe help to keep us a little bit more level-headed about all the little hiccups along the way oh yeah post a picture like post your goal of the end result and like don't keep your eye on the prize yeah for sure yeah yeah 
We have a few questions over on Instagram. Should we spend our last little bit answering them? Yeah. So, so we're going to, we're going to identify with, if we're doing this project with someone else, we're going to identify what margin means, what minding the gap means for our house. We're going to plan, we're going to prepare, we're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to manage our expectations and be flexible. We're going to get her done. There you go. There okay. you go. Way to recap it for us. Yeah. Okay. Our friend Leah over on Instagram has a few questions for us. So we might okay. just focus on hers. Okay. First, she wants to talk about hand and nail care. How often do you get manicures? What do you look for in hand creams? How do you keep your nails clean when it comes to gardening season? Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. non-toxic nail polish, etc.? All right. Well, if we're going to talk about creating margin... Um, I normally keep my nails done. They are undone for this season of my life because I'm going to be like picking up tile and they're going to be like touching, you know, like when you do like a rock project, you always end up breaking a fingernail or something. And so I um, took off my holiday polish and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, I'm going to wait probably until to get my nails done again because this is not the time mm-hmm. as much as I would love them done and every time I look down I'm like ew <laughs> I mean don't mind me I, I do like a, a nude hand but like a real you know a real hand but at the same time you do get sort of like used to looking down and going that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one no, of those things pretty. that maybe comes a bit later in life I gave well, not for you of course well mine was Angela young came out like I used to do <laughs> yeah yeah I used to do- oh somebody on instagram the other day said i was jealous of your terracotta and that's why i got terracotta i'm like no i fell in love with terracotta when shay was eight so (laughs) so no (laughs) that's not the timeline that things happened can i just can you can we just be conversation about do we have to be like right now (laughs) right i'm like you're wrong actually i that would be a really bad thing if I was jealous of Shay's anything. That's why she's my best friend. Can you just <laughs> allow two women to actually sincerely love each other? No. Can we just leave it at that? No. No, you can't. Um, um. Okay. So, yeah. So, this is me minding the gap here. I'm just – I've lowered my expectations. No fingernails. Um. Do you have a favorite – I have a favorite hand cream. Do you use a hand cream that you like? I use – uh. Just towel bomb every night. I smear it all over okay. my hands. But um, I do not have a favorite toxic free nail polish, and I've given up. Um, I go get my nails done now at this stage of life. Again, I'm getting older. I can right. only control so many things. Um, right. But having nice hands. Look, we got this really great new lens that we shoot our cooking community videos on. And Stu has one stationary camera set up. And then he has a second camera where he'll cut in really close to whatever my hands are doing. Chopping, folding. Oh, boy. And Yeah. No, you can't have me, hangnails. It, it and... made me very self-conscious. Yeah. Look, and it, yes. you might not think that sounds right, but video cell, videotape your hands and then put it out to hundreds and hundreds of people. And you might mm-hmm. think a little differently about it. So... I started getting my nails done because they were on my hands were on video. You don't have to justify getting your nails done. I felt like done. I had to justify. No, think not- about all the tens of thousands of women that are listening to this podcast that get their nails done for no justification. No, but, you don't but need people, to justify people, getting your nails they done. They want to put like, you in a box. Like 
Yes, I they mean, do. You're all even, natural. Why would you get your natural. nails done? You're all natural. Why don't you let your hair turn gray? Yeah. You're all natural. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, should I wear a bra in public? Should I not as wear if we're a bra? Not like, nuanced. Stop, could you as just if we're not nuanced, right? Calm like, down. I do yeah. a lot yeah. of things a certain way. People see getting my nails done as like inconsistent with that. And I don't feel that way. I just think of this is what I want to do. I get to make that choice. Um, and I love them, by the way. They're gel. I get them done every two weeks. So I go in twice. I have the best salon and they don't do any acrylics. Every so it two weeks. Smell. Woo. I yeah. am hard on my nails. Extremely hard. Diana, my nail lady is like, what is your problem? <laughs> it's dishes. It's gardening. It's DIY yeah. projects. It's yeah. all the cooking, all the hot soapy water. So I do wear gloves when I wash dishes. But um, gardening, I wear gloves because... Because I have it to just gloves. I don't like the feeling of hands. dirt under my finger. The dirt gets under your fingernails anyways, and that's good enough for me. I like I like that, but like no. Um so you, I do dip. Oh. Because okay. it lasts longer. Okay. Yeah. So mine's just gel. Similar, but yep. but dip. And, and supposedly I love it. it's not as toxic, but whatever. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. It makes me feel really feminine. It makes me feel really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes me feel really put together. You know, it's like mm -hmm. when you put mascara on or your teeth are brushed, when my nails are done and they look it's nice, just a fin I it's feel a really finisher. nice. Your, it really your nails is. are done for yeah. me, it's a finisher. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. Makes me feel really feminine because I actually do have mm -hmm. very <laughs> man hands. Oh, I've got like wrinkly <laughs> family hands. I call them I have... family hands. They look just like everybody in my family. Just, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like I milk a cow, you know, it's like. Mm -hmm. that kind of life wears on your hands i've got calluses oh yeah pretty severe calluses from gardening and from weightlifting big calluses mm -hmm. from weightlifting so it's a, it adds a touch mm -hmm. of feminine um so there you go that's what i do and that's what i like dang it um can i ask you a trend about a trend this also sure. might be controversial boy okay i teach a lot of people how to do sourdough bread, etc. Mm -hmm. But we have people send us these reels all the time now of what people do to bread. You know, all the cutting and making designs okay. and painting and mm -hmm. embedding flowers and all these sorts of things. <clears throat> I have never done this. Have you? Um, I've never gone crazy. Like I've braided bread or like carved like a shape in the top you know like with the knife i've scored a shape you uh -huh. know or a leaf or something fun in the top mm -hmm. um but i've never like gone for like the mona lisa or anything like mm -hmm. that yeah it's becoming quite a thing now it's because is quite... it or is it just I, like I just, taking an ice plunge on instagram is yeah, it here's like, my theory, are people guys, really doing that i don't want sourdough <laughs> to become trendy so trendy that people that then it gets thrown out because the trend passes. Do you know no, what I mean? It's not, no. I it's, don't want I that think, to happen. I think anybody that sees no, I um how what's the analogy I can give? I don't know if I can. But anybody that sees like a bread scoring, like let's take a bread scoring reel, for example, and somebody's doing some like really beautiful, intricate, whatever. My assumption, open to be wrong, my assumption <laughs> is that some first time noob 
who's never even made bread before is not going to go, I'm going to try that. <laughs> like, the, it that might be what gets them scoring, into making sourdough. Maybe it, exactly. It, and like know, that intricate fine. scoring, mm-hmm. yeah, it might intrigue them, but like that intricate scoring is for somebody who's like, I think I'm ready to take it to the next level or I can do this in my sleep. Maybe I should try something new. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think your first time out of the gate is going to be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I do the Seattle skyline on my bread? You know, I don't know. <laughs> People do some <laughs> really incredible things. Yeah. Um, don't let the trend dic- don't let the trends dictate what I don't even know how people see these trends. I don't trends. like trends. They must see them on I don't... TikTok. I don't see trends. I I don't maybe I'm not looking in the right places and maybe that's okay, but um like I don't I mean like so the scary thing is is like everything that we see on Instagram is from TikTok. It's like you know how we don't look at Facebook cuz yeah, we're not old. <laughs> But I think like we're in the middle, so we're on Instagram, and then like my kids are on TikTok, and they're like, "Yeah, that's a TikTok." I'm like, "Yeah, I know," but they're sharing it to to Instagram, just mm-hmm. like I share Instagram automatically to Facebook. I never touch Facebook, but it automatically goes there. But I okay. do think, yeah, that's my that's my boomer take on it. I don't, you guys. Yeah. This is this is exhausting. I don't. Stuart asked me today, he goes, you know, do you, he, he is going to start writing some pieces for our newsletter, which is great because I love like a man's perspective of things, which are so different. Yeah, and Stuart's he, he wrote something so a few smart. years ago, didn't he? And it just went over like a yeah. million bucks. Yeah. Like, People love hearing from education Stuart. or something. They yeah. loved hearing from Stuart. He's yeah. super thoughtful, very wise. Joel's going to start well that educated. too. I'll wait for that. (laughs) (laughs) But he asked me, you know, we both communicate best through writing. People want to watch videos. They can go to the YouTube channel. But the idea was like, let's actually put some thought into long form writing Mm. Mm -hmm. where people can take it in a different way. Because we were just talking about the the different ways that people take in content. And when you sit... Look, the most impactful things that shaped who I am now as a homemaker were the homemaking blogs that I read when I was a newbie. And I do not think for me, yeah. that videos would have had the same impact. Mm-hmm. It, I know it does actually process in a different part of your brain. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can say something different like just this year, even for my business, I've been committed to a blog post to go with each YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sound like desperate or whatever on YouTube. So I'm not begging, but like I really want people to go read yeah. the blog post because it it's a whole nother dimension to what I'm talking about. Right. And I have more to say than I can just con- convey mm-hmm. on. I don't want to just yap at the camera. Mm-hmm. I've there's something about writing. It's so cathartic and good. It's so good. And you can be thoughtful in a different way. Look, when I'm speaking. Thoughtful in a different, it's I'm completely thinking, different. But yeah. I'm I'm speaking. So this entire process is happening very quickly. When I mm-hmm. sit to write, and the same as when I take a photograph and I edit it, I try to be thoughtful about these things. I'm trying to capture something beyond just mm. what is. 
It's the whole story behind it. It's what mm-hmm. it all conveys. And I think there's going to be a generation that that might not make sense to, but you know, for our homemaker chic listeners, I think that that writing aspect of it is actually a, an important aspect of it. You know. Anyway, mm-hmm. just thinking about it a lot. Just thinking about it a lot. People's brains are changing and I think somebody needs to keep writing. <laughs> somebody needs yeah, to right? keep putting words out there. Please do. Uh we were talking to my friend Natalie. We teach our kid we do Latin with our kids. Natalie is their Latin teacher. God bless her. Um, you study French. I study Italian. She was explaining to parents, look, maybe your kids didn't do super great on this Latin thing or that, but learning a language, learning mm-hmm. a language is hard. Yeah. Like memorizing phrases. Okay. Donde esta la biblioteca? That's my <laughs> Spanish <laughs> intentionally done without an accent right 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 not hard not as hard Mm -hmm. understanding a language learning a language nuance and and yeah i i I watch this french comedian and he's american and he's a french Mm stand-up he's american Mm -hmm. that's insane it blows my mind is that what's his name uh he's um he's uh, jewish he's got glasses dark hair he always wears like kind of jeans and a t-shirt he talks really rapid he talks really fast he's funny yeah the nuance of language it's it's i'm like and he i think he's only been in the country or something for 12 years maybe more his wife is french but nonetheless yeah seriously i mean There's that really great quote that says to speak two languages is to possess two souls. And Mm. I think that is so true because you have to, you can't even be fully expressed in one language when you've, when you've learned the nuances and you've taken on and cultures at play and peoples are Mm. at play and uh, regional dialect is at play. Yeah. There's so much expressed in your words. Yeah. His grasp of all of it is shocking. Mm-hmm. It's, I just watch it because I'm like, I wow, love amazing foreign yeah. stand up comedians. Like, yeah. there's that Dutch one who is learning the one English. Guy about, no, no, no. This guy was like, that one where he does that sound. Sorry, that came up so hot on my mic. I'm going to share the story with you. Uh uh. I don't think you have. This guy, he said, what I love about Americans is. You know, they can be very dramatic with their answers, mm-hmm. right? And we're not like that. So he said, I learned, you don't just say yes. Would you like to go to the library? Yes. You say 100%. 100%. Ever since he told that bit, I hear people say it all the time. <laughs> oh, 100%. I agree with you. 100%. He goes, but what if I don't? What if I only agree with you 90%? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a bunch of nonsense to round out our uh, episode for you, which is our favorite type of episode, the nonsense ones. 
It was good. It was good. Yeah. So we want you to create margin with your DIY projects, with your remodeling. <laughs> and, you know, take a little bit of what we said and apply it. Mm-hmm. We've only been at this for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Well, project Yikes. on, ladies. We'll be back here with Carry you on. next Monday. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>